When it comes to your credit card, Discover believes in having real people available 24-7 to help answer your questions. Discover, exceptionally common sense. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the ACC, I think, is officially dead. <laughs> I think we just witnessed the entire ACC. Your beloved North Carolina yeah. Tar Heels lost by... Dead. They're just dead. All right. They, yeah, they've already... Yeah. They've been dead. Miami... I told you three strikes and I was out. Yeah. This is the fourth strike and I, I don't know what what's going on now. The one glimmer of hope this conference <laughs> had was the Duke Blue Devils. And, yes. Uh, the we, Coach K farewell tour. Yeah. Off the rails. We just witnessed them... Uh, lose to Florida State. We're going to talk about that, obviously, coming up. We also want to talk about, Tate, the, the AP pollster zigged. They, they wanted to zig. Auburn, yeah. The Auburn Tigers have never been ranked number one in program history. I mean, some would argue they zagged. That's what I was going to say. The pollster <laughs> zigged, but oh. somehow the poll zagged. Okay. The make poll, that make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make the any sense. The pollsters voted Auburn number one. Yes. They, Auburn got 11 more first place votes than Gonzaga did. That's what the numbers say. And yet, when the poll came out, Gonzaga was number one. Auburn because was because they two. had more number two votes. Yes, because Auburn. <laughs> so, make it make sense. This this was one of those weeks that we learned that the AP poll is not as simple as we thought it was. Yeah. Uh, and we might talk about that a little bit. Not so much. I don't think the eight, the the poll on you know mid, in mid January matters that much. But uh, it's more of a discussion as to, to who do you think is the best team, Tate? Yeah. Uh, you know. How much would this, this, I guess it would have mattered. And it felt like it was a foregone conclusion as to who was going to be number one. So the fact that it's not who, you know, like you said, the pollsters and the general public views as the best team, right? Number one team. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Also, a lot of Big 12 action tonight. Uh, Baylor back on track at West Virginia. Uh, Kansas beats Oklahoma. Started off a little rough, though. It did. Yeah. 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 Kansas uh, ekes one out at Oklahoma. Christian Brown with the big shot. Uh, Texas Tech blew out Iowa State. Um, and Texas lost. Texas sucks. Texas sucks. <laughs> so uh, there's that. Uh, also, Wisconsin got a big win. It was a loaded uh, uh, day of college basketball. That, that's to say nothing about the Purdue Illinois game, Tate, over the over, on Monday. That was Monday. That was, that was a great, great yeah. MOK day. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about all of that. But first, Woody Durham. All right. Uh, first of all, out of the gate, uh, we are live on YouTube right now. Hello to everyone watching. Those of you listening on the podcast feed, uh, we, we're, we're nothing planning, is different. Nothing's yeah. different. We're just going <laughs> to do the show. Um, but we we record them with the videos, and uh, uh, you know, and we figured like as this, as we're getting closer to March, um, we we might as well do these live because it makes it more fun. We're we're, yeah. we're better when we're live because it's just like there's the, we have no bullets. escape. There's and no escape. Last year during March Madness, we were going live, and we were saying to ourselves, we're in this beautiful studio on the Fox lot. We had this nice setup. Why not embrace it? Why not welcome the friends of the program into right. our world and watch the games with us? So, so hello to hello to everybody watching. Uh, again, if you're listening and and you want to, uh, we're we're, we're going to do this every Tuesday night. I think after the games in, there's always going to be awesome games Tuesday night. I think we were looking at the schedules and we we're like, the, the, it's it's a loaded uh, a, a, loaded, it's a loaded day, loaded day. Tuesdays are going to be loaded. It's we're going to go up. live. 
Uh, but if 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 you're not into YouTube, if it's too late for you, if whatever else, it's fine. We're gonna put YouTube.com. <laughs> We're gonna put the uh the audio in the uh, podcast feed nonetheless. So so it's the same it. thing. It's, it's the same runaround. If you've just been listening to this podcast, nothing is different except for you might hear some things a little right. bit more off the cuff. You know what I mean? Because we're going live. If we had gone live, let's say two hours ago, Titus, there's no telling what I would have yes, said I know. on this microphone. So well, thank your, goodness. To your point about us promising that nothing is different on this show, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Duke, <laughs> which mm. is uh, a, a great tell that, uh, that everything's going to be the exact same as it normally is because, boy, do we love talking about Duke, especially on a night like tonight when Duke loses in overtime at Florida State. Um what what to you is the story? I guess Trevor Keels getting hurt is kind of going to be the big picture story. <laughs> Certainly, I think like looking I think forward, that's, I think that's, that's the first probably, thing that Coach K brings up. Yeah, that's the probably point. the big picture story. But I'm not even talking. I'm not like talking about like Trevor Keels uh, losing Trevor Keels hurt Duke in this game because actually I think it sort of helped because they just went zone. Yeah, and kind of got back into it by playing zone. Um, but certainly, as you look at the 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 rest of Duke's season, I mean, I don't. It, it was an ankle, right? It looked like an ankle. I think so. That's he came back to the bench, but he was in the street clothes. But the, you asked the big picture. The big picture of this whole conversation is that the AP poll has one ACC team. Yeah. And that one ACC team is the Duke Blue Devils. And they are supposed to be powered by the Coach K farewell tour, which was going to end in the same way that John Wooden walked away from the game in a national yep. title. That was the narrative. That was the plan. And we love when a plan comes together. But unfortunately, right now, the plan is in disarray. Uh, and I don't know what the answer is for Coach K. I don't know what the answer is for the ACC. But in general, the conference, the sky is falling. You know what I mean? We, it really, it, it, like, <laughs> I don't want to be uh, a complete alarmist. No, no, no. Because, I'm, like, I'm looking I like, at the sky, and it's breaking, and I am uh, I am looking up. They told me don't look up, but I'm looking <laughs> up. And I see I see the snow globe cracking. I definitely like to give you jabs uh, about Carolina, about the ACC, yeah. especially as it pertains to the Big Ten. That's part of the um, show. That's but part of the show. Yeah. But we're at, a point, we're at a point out there where I'm like, I don't know if I should be making these jokes anymore because I'm genuinely worried about the ACC. I mean, for yeah. God's sake, have you seen the state of uh, uh, what's going on with Louisville, with Chris Mack uh, yeah, right I, now? Trust me. <laughs> trust me. I'm aware. Which, like, that's all, that, like, Louisville is like that's way periphery. over there. That's like yeah. way over there, but it's still happening. It's everywhere. And then, like, the thing that's like in our face is Duke, which is like, Duke, Duke is, boy, people are trying, Tate. They're trying to make Duke good this year. They're trying to, I, I've we, seen. We are. I, we're, I'm yeah. here. I'm trying to shoot them to the moon. The bracketologies are coming out, and Duke is somehow a one seed <laughs> on all these bracketologies. They have no good wins left on the schedule. Like you look at their, I don't know how they're going to help their resume. Are they be the here. number one team, um, but they have beat Gonzaga. They have beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They've now lost to Miami and Florida State and Ohio State. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is, um, when I when I watch Duke, and it wasn't just tonight. It's like in general. Obviously, they're they're good. "Quote unquote," they're mm-hmm. they're going to be a good basketball team. They're going to be a tough out in March State, but boy, it can be. I, I if I was a Duke fan, I'd be frustrated as hell watching this team. They're, how how like their offense is like, especially tonight. It was yeah. just Paolo would catch, he would jab step, jab step, make it, take a couple dribbles, spit, throw throw it up against the glass, catches a lot of lobs. Dunk it. I mean, this, this of, team I mean, is all lobs and step backs. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's so and in and out dribbles. A lot of in and out dribbles. I I I don't know what. I, I, if we're resetting the expectations for Duke, I don't know because, like, I, I really do think it's a genuine concern that Duke is not going to play like an actual good team. Yeah. Like an actually, like, Final Four good team. Miami looks like and, the best team in the ACC. And going into the ACC season, Miami was already written off. So, I mean, 
that's where we are in the ACC where Duke was the one and now they are, you know, we don't know. We're, they're still we're, the one. Probably. They're still the they're one. They're still the one. But you're still like, are they actually going to win the regular season? Because right now Miami has the fast track to win the regular season. Right. You know, they blow out Carolina and they beat Duke. I mean, they, they look great so far. And their one loss is against Florida State. And that game is a one-point loss. So Miami is the team that inspires hope. But nationally, Miami was already written off. So that, that's the other part of the ACC. You have no, you have no team to really sell to the general mass public no. other than Duke. And Duke is, you know, like you said, I mean, we know that they have a lot of talented players, but really is Jeremy Roach the guy? Is he really going to be this Duke point guard that we've seen in the lineage of a Jay Williams and stuff? And if they're no. going to have... He's not. If Spoiler alert, he's not. He's not. And if they're going to have a guy who's going to become the Daniel Ewing or Demarcus Nelson, whatever, that secondary guy, like an A.J. Griffin, yeah. he has to be more involved in what they're going to do from you know top to bottom. And that changes the philosophy of who they are because who they are right now is primary option, Paolo. You know, mm -hmm. Sometimes we throw lobs to Mark Williams, but we basically, we, we, you know, we're, we're playing ISO basketball and they're going to have to, I mean, Coach K is famous for the motion offense, right? Like, we're gonna have to see some changes to this offense. You, when when Duke is rolling, they make it look easy because they're so talented. But yes. it's not like easy for them. No, even no, even no. offense, like they're great in transition. Obviously, they're great. Look at, at their highlights. It's like Paolo Banquero driving into a double team, shooting up the ball, him missing, him getting his rebound, and then throwing <laughs> down a thunderous dunk. Like <laughs> I know, and it's a great play at the end of the day. But it's like improvised. A lot it's of impro improvised. Boy, a lot of ball stoppers on this team. Of like, there's not a lot of swinging it around. And, no. and driving. And That's why you're about kills though because you, if you take kills out maybe there's one less of those as we swing it around the perimeter and everybody's got to get in their dribble and their yeah. step back maybe there's one less. i don't know i mean and then even the zone like the zone is working but like was it like <laughs> it's a very uninspired it, it, was, it was an uninspiring so i don't like duke, duke is going to be they they're just they're they're a stereotypical team of what like people that that don't like really follow college basketball would would say that duke and kentucky and say like a memphis are year after year, which is like they're loaded on talent. Um, I'm not going to say they're poorly coached because uh, you know Coach K is the greatest coach of all time. All time. This is his last season, and um, that would that would be ridiculous <laughs> for me to say that. Um, but but it does feel like when they when they're good when they're winning, it's just pure talent. And take like a game like Gonzaga. That's the highlight of Duke's season so far, right? They played Gonzaga on a neutral court. Gonzaga is the new number one in college basketball. They were the old number one in college basketball at the time that they played Duke. Um, the 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 way that Gonzaga plays is inviting to Duke's makeup. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it, it it just took on the the feel of an NBA game. And when that that is the feel of the game, Duke can rise to that level because they have insane talent across the board. But then you get a game like Florida State where you have like they're mucking no it up space. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. When you're getting mucked, you're getting mucked. You dude. can't buck. And I don't know. So like that that's the concern with Duke is 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 because a lot of like we'll get to this in a second too. Talking big picture, like every single team has flaws. They're 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 that's that's become the narrative of this season is there's no great teams. Mm. Um, every team is beatable. Uh, so the, the the fact that Duke has weaknesses is not necessarily the problem. Take the, the the question becomes moving forward. How do you address these weaknesses? How do you get better? I they don't have a point guard. I don't think they're going to get a point guard. I don't mm. like. I don't know how they're really going to solve that. Maybe Keels um, is the point guard. Maybe I guess like like so that, that's what worries me about Duke is like some of their issues. I don't necessarily think they're going to iron them out. I think they're just gonna. It's gonna have like a 2019 feel to it, where it's like we're just gonna beat you because we're better than you across the like our five are better than your five. It's like peewee basketball where you line up against the, from the guy that you're guarding. You know, yeah. And you're like me versus him. I can beat him. And then yeah. you look at your teammate. You're like you can beat him. You can beat him. All right, we're gonna win. Fires confidence. Yeah. 
Like that that's how Duke's gonna win games. But there's and, multiple times when you're watching a Duke game where you look out there and there's two elite talents and then three scrubs. You know what I mean? No, like no, for lack yeah. of a better term. I mean, yeah. like that is the problem that they have too, where it's like, it's not even, you know, it's a very top heavy team. Yeah. And when a game becomes a college game, which like you talked about Gonzaga, you get to play a spaced out game. You have space, you have operating space. It's nice. It's fun. But when you play an ACC game, you know, in Tallahassee, and there's a lot of length and there's not a lot of space. That's when it becomes a muck and game. The, the other, I happens. mean, the other fear I have is with the ACC so bad. The, the, Where's the, the test? There's going to be a lot of mucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, you, you get a, a team like Florida, like maybe Florida State of of last year, the year before, like this run of great Florida State teams we've seen under Leonard Hamilton recently. Yeah. Um, maybe if they're like favored going into this game, I don't, I don't know what the line was. I assume Duke was favored by a few. Uh, but but like if this was a Florida State team that we actually feel like could. Could compete for a Final Four, or whatever. Maybe they played a little differently. Maybe they're like, "We're better than Duke. We don't need to to do it," you know. But like every single game that Duke's going to play in the ACC, the other team is going to be like, "They're better than us, so we have to muck it up." And not only are they That's better the than us, they are our one chance to get the quality win yes. to get us to the tournament. Yes. So it's like yes. we have to give them our best chance. We have to give them our best swing. And if we don't, we've wasted our one opportunity right. to get to the tournament. Right. And Duke has to play so that game every single night. This is so fascinating. What a fascinating dynamic. And what is what is Coach K really like? What what does Coach K do if it does like we've joked if about it? Falls it. apart. No, if it goes completely sideways, like if they are don't win the ACC regular season, they're going to win the ACC tournament. We know that. So let's go ahead and shoot that in. But like, let's say they're a three seed or a two seed, and they go to the tournament and they don't have this path that's paved for them. Yeah, that will be fascinating because if that happens, Coach K's coming back. <laughs> That's a fact. And you heard it here first. You heard it here first. When it all gets reported later in the summer that Coach K's thinking about coming back, you know, he wants one more. Uh-huh. Just know that you heard it here first. Day- I see it on his face. Yeah. He's like, this isn't who I thought we were. We are not he's who not, we thought we were. He's definitely not dying inside as much as like. Like I, I thought he might if the season sort of unraveled. If it really was the last it's year. It really is last yeah. year. Yeah. Like he would be slowly dying a he little. He would have more. snapped. But the the counter to that is, Keels gets hurt. He has an excuse. You're right. Keel. So K goes out to console Keels, and you know one thing I didn't see while Keels was on the ground and K was consoling him was, the Duke managers running out there with the towels, yeah. uh, hide the cameras mm-hmm. from being able to see Trevor yeah. Keels and Coach K, and that to me feels like a farewell tour play. That 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 K was like, stay on the bench, let the cameras get me putting my hand on Keels' chest. Yeah. Because I'm a good guy and I'm going to heal this man mm-hmm. with my powers, with my yeah. witchcraft. I, I could see like on 60 Minutes where they show Coach <laughs> K like how much he's grown as a coach. You know, once known as one of the hardest coaches to play for, and now yeah, he's yeah. a player's yeah, coach. Yeah. You know, it's like Coach K patting him. He's like Bob Huggins with Deshaun <laughs> Butler. <laughs> like, like trying to make it. That was still the craziest moment in college basketball history. That's right? the all-time consoling. Yeah, that, that's all-time. I love my players. Yeah. There's no doubt about Maybe it. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> yeah, Retrospect. Like, how much? <laughs> how much is too much? When Bob Huggins at the Final Four stood up and started zipping his pants yeah. down, I was like, Bob, yeah. this is, yeah, whoa. crossed a line. Come on. This is... This is too much. Uh, let's talk about Carolina because uh, oh, well, that is uh, the, other, the other side. Of the that's coin. the other side of the coin. That's the other side of the, the ACC discussion we have to have. Um, is Hubert Davis on the hot seat? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the that's what the message boards would tell you. I think you know. What the hell happened? I didn't yeah. watch this game. I was watching Kansas Oklahoma. I didn't think I needed to watch. Like I I knew I knew Carolina. No disrespect to Miami, by the way. I know Miami's a good team. 
it just like I I Kansas Oklahoma was a better game. So I was watching that. I was yeah. I was on my I was you know like in here at Fox. No, you had the one TV going and like I, I was like you don't need to worry about throwing the Carolina game on. I'm sure it'll. I'll check the end if it's close. I'll turn. Boy, <laughs> Boy it was, was it never close. close. What the hell happened? <laughs> oh man i mean i told you start? i told you uh the third time that this team just completely just unraveled you know at the notre, yeah. notre dame right that was the, yeah. that was my third strike i was like tennessee you fooled me once kentucky you fooled me twice notre dame you fooled me three times and at that point, it's F the P signs. You know what I mean? Like I strike four. Like, this this was I was already I was already I struck out. I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting on the bench. I am just watching from the sidelines. And you know, there's there's two moments in my life that I remember where I was because I was so shocked. And the the first one was when North Carolina played at Duke in 2010. You remember this game? Duke wins mm, by 32. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was like the first mm -hmm. time that I like like you know the innocence of my life got broken I was like that's possible like you could lose yeah, yeah. by 30 yeah. points to Duke what and then when Davinus Dulkies in 2012 <laughs> and he did it twice it wasn't just the game that they won by 30 he did it in the ACC championship game you remember Florida State beat Harrison mm -hmm. Barnes Kinemar. that's when I was in college it was my freshman year so Dulkies, the fact that like the fact that Dulkies is bringing ball, <laughs> it's, it's like it's bringing, balls. it's like it's back in Dulkies. my it's back in my life again. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, this was, game conjured up. Was this the game that Roy pulled the real yeah, players yeah. And threw the walk-ons? This is twenty twelve, and then the, yeah. and then Florida State, Russell yeah. Court, and all the walk-ons were getting trampled. Because that was the year, you know, Tyler Zeller's <laughs> ACC Player of the Year. John Henson, Harrison Barnes, Kendall Martin. I mean, the team, we're, we're, we're destined to win a title, but we were very NBA. You know, we acted very NBA. And then Florida State embarrassed them. Senior Davidas Dulkies. The Wookiees. Literally, he made 19 threes against North Carolina in two games. Think about that. This guy played two games against North Carolina that season, made 19 threes. And the fact that that game is getting brought up today goes to show you that today was not a good day. You know, like, even this Duke, loss you you would think like usually if duke loses that would kind of make my day a little bit better i it doesn't help at all really it doesn't help at all i see that's how far gone i am because you i've already struck out you know i've already i've already you're, so hold on hold i was on. already no, out. On. i was on. already out if duke loses in the first round of the ncaa tournament i'm back <laughs> i was gonna say dude i'm back come on i'm back i i, I thought i thought by striking out on north carolina you have now entered the phase of the season <laughs> where you're like nothing that Carolina does can bring me joy. Yeah. It can only be, we're, we're full on hater now. We're just like, as yeah. long as Duke loses, that's still a win in my book. You're not there yet. I'm just telling you that the hate, it doesn't work when there's no good. You know what I mean? Like you can't have one without the other. Like I need the juice on the Carolina side to have this hatred for Duke. Otherwise it's like, what am I even doing? That's like, true. What, what am I even arguing? Cause that, that, you know? that is lame. At that point, like, what what am I even yeah. here for? Like, what am I a state fan? That, that is that, like, that's very you know what state I mean? fan. Like, what? I'm not even a part of the conversation. So that's a what state am, fan. What move. am I even yeah. here for? And I will never stoop that low in my life. I can never be that you know off the yeah. off the beaten path. And if I ever am, please stop me then. But, but North Carolina, at the same time, the worst part Duke about loses, it is that yeah, would be it would be great. great. It'd be great. Yeah, but the, the worst part about all of this, you know, you asked about Hubert Davis. That's how yeah. you started this. Hubert Davis. What can you say? <laughs> like, like what? Like what? This has happened four times. Like three embarrassing. You can't even come back from moments. You know, uh -huh. like John Calipari embarrassed you. Jim Larinaga just embarrassed you. Rick Barnes embarrassed you. Mm -hmm. Mike Bray semi embarrassed you. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, I love Hubert Davis. He's the right guy for the job. 
But at the same time, we can't go to the press conference after this game and say, I don't know. Somebody's got to know something. I don't know what who was, knows. What was the tone? Did you watch the press conference? Yeah, the tone was, I, I, we're, one, we're going to try to find a leader. And, I, and Titus, I hate to bring this up, but at the start of the season, Hubert Davis was asked, who's the leader of this team? He said, we have all leaders. So, so which means that we have no leaders. We, yeah. it's, it's, it's the quarterback conundrum. Yeah, if we yeah. have three quarterbacks, we don't have one quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that he said that, now he's saying this. And then to say, I don't know. You have to know something. And then during this game, I had people within, you know, that think they're close to the program text me being like, so-and-so hates so-and-so. I'm like, what is this, the OC? Like, get over it. Get over it. Like, I don't care if you hate somebody. Like, get over it. It's about the team. Like, you're embarrassing That's yourself. tough, though. It is tough. If, if, if women are getting in between guys, that's tough. That's it's, tough to overcome. It's not women. It's just, like, jealousy over, like, he gets 10 shots. Oh, it's and that. I, and I need, I need my 10 oh. shots. And he's a part of the core, and I'm not a part of the core, and I'm supposed to be starting, and none da, da, da. Well, What are we doing? Yeah. I feel like Chris Vernon right now, because yeah. I'm just, like, I, I'm, I'm full of emotion, and I don't know where to put it, but all I know is that North Carolina basketball... We're just gonna we're gonna shout out to shout out to Verno by the way. We're gonna we, hit the panic button. We dug up that clip. Jim found the clip of uh, when Verno was on. And he kept yelling YouTube.com. That was the best. Um, that was one of the best interviews of the year. I threw out the the hypothetical. What if Memphis? What if we look up in January, Verno, and Memphis is in like I, I said this. What if they're in quote unquote like fourth place in the American, and Verno just lost his mind. He's like fourth place. He started laughing and pop. Memphis is in sixth place in the American. So that's uh, that was pretty funny. So shout out Verno if you're shout out the Verno and, um, and and I understand you know that feeling because like at the start of the year when you were talking about North Carolina I bought it I bought the hype you know like they got they got me again. There's reason I'll defend you in this regard like North Carolina's roster has a lot of stars a lot of yeah there's like reason to recruiting talk to stars. I don't think I don't think you talking yourself into North Carolina was misplaced coming into the season. I think I think you had every right to believe uh, this would not be a disaster. They're not in the tournament, right? Yeah, they're in the tournament. They're in the tournament. Yeah. They're in the tournament. Are we sure? They're a 10 seed, 9 seed, 10 seed. <laughs> Are you talking yourself into the UCLA? Uh, they're in the tournament. Like, that, <laughs> that's, they're in the Mickey tournament. Mouse. Just keep Mouse. <laughs> they're in the tournament. It's just like... How many times do you think Tate's going to say it before he believes it? <laughs> they're in the tournament. They're in the, the NIT? <laughs> but you just got to think about this, like... This was supposed to be his Bill Guthridge team, right? You know, like the 1997-1998 North Carolina Tar Heels. Which, as Where's you know, Vince Carter? I, I know. Where is he? But, where's, where's but that, that's the problem with this team. Because it's like the messaging is wrong. We got all these stars and everybody. Man, how great is this guy? How great is this guy? They suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I hate to tell you. Like, I don't care if you were a four-star, five-star. Like, you just got beat by 30. Like. You know, I mean, that's oh, that's man. the crazy part about it, and uh, I don't I don't know what to say, Titus. So if if uh, let's say hypothetically, <laughs> I don't know, let's pick a name, Brad Stevens. Yeah. Uh, call, who who's a uh, uh, Bubba is a uh, Bubba Cunningham, Cunningham is, is the uh, AD. North Carolina's AD. Yeah. Brad Stevens calls Bubba Cunningham <laughs> on April seventeenth after Ooh. Carolina has uh, missed the NCAA tournament or lost in the first round for the second consecutive year in the NCAA tournament. Oof. And Brad says, I want to get back into coaching, but I only want one job, and it's North Carolina. I, mm. I, I could not – I've I've already burned the bridge with Indiana and everyone in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Kansas is set with Bill Self. Duke is set with John Shire. UCLA uh, is set with Mick set Cronin, with obviously. Yeah, it's so set. The only, the only situation <laughs> I see breaking in back into college at a Blue Bud situation 
yeah. is North Carolina. What If you're Bubba Cunningham, what do you do? Bubba says yes, <laughs> for sure. And I think that it's because Bubba had no say the first time around. And what I, what I really care about, and it's all I ever care about, it's just accountability. So, like, all I want on the other side of these conversations is, like, Hubert should be calling Roy Williams after this game and, like, be like, what, if, what is the advice? Like, what, what do I do with this? Because this was Roy's call at the end of the day. Like, this is Roy's, this is his succession plan. Yeah. Like, he, he is invested in the succession plan. And if the succession plan is too much for all the parties involved, we can get ahead of it and say that. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about the messaging of it. Because you're we are trying to get an annulment. No, I'm not like, trying to divorce. We, we can't keep getting it. beat by 30 points. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know who to blame. I don't want to blame anybody. I don't want anyone to get fired. I don't want anyone to transfer. I want everyone to be great. But guess but what? I just don't want to lose by 30. <laughs> I don't want to lose by 30. I don't know how. That's the first thing. If I walked in the room, that's all I would say to everybody. It's like, how do we stop that? Like, that. I mean, I want to lose by at least like 15. Like, I don't want to get blown out, you know? Start there. All right, all right, all right. Same hypothetical. Remove Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is the is remove the guy. remove Brad Stevens. He's the call. Put in Rick Pitino. Exact oh, same hypothetical. Give, give me Rick Pitino. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would take. I. It's one of those things where it's like we should play that game. How many coaches are you taking to replace Hubert right now? Well, John Miller. It's no. <laughs> it's un, It's unfair. It's unfair to Hubert because it's like all these guys have head coaching experience. All these guys have all these years on him. And you know, he like his bench, Jeff Lebo is the number one guy for well, him to talk to, or Pat Sullivan. And I love Pat Sullivan. Pat, Pat Sullivan's a guy he should be talking to more, in my opinion. But he said he's talking to Brad Frederick. And I, you know, like, you know, that that's just what we're doing right Here's now. Here's the problem, too, with Hubert. This being his first year, I think discussing like the difference between Roy and Hubert, I mean, obviously, Roy uh, is Roy. Is Roy. But three time national. Champion. But in how they handle yeah. it, because I think you're conditioned to like Hubert should be going to these press conferences and taking it and saying, this is my fault. I didn't have the team ready. But he can't do this because he's trying to like convince people that he's yeah. the man for the job. So if he came in every time you guys lose by 30, he's like, this is on me. This is on me. You have no positives to point to if you're Hubert Davis. And he's and, an and taking all the negatives. Whereas Roy, yeah. when you've won all these national titles and, and you've won all these trophies, you can then go into the press conference and say, this is on me because no one in their right mind is saying, let's fire Roy. Yeah. But now people are saying, let's fire Hubert. What does every coach say to you, though? Like, when you talk to a coach and you ask them, like, what is something that you can't coach or you can't teach? They all say effort and energy. Yeah. yeah. This team is literally the definition of that. That's why I can't even get mad at Hubert because it's like you can't coach effort and energy. It is what it is, you know? It's like there's yeah. no fix for this. This is like a – it's almost like a personal onus that you have to take upon yourself to say, I do not want to get beat by 30 points. Yeah. I will not let that happen. Yes. I, I, And that will trickle down to the rest of the team. But you know what that is? That's leadership. And I heard at the beginning of the year that everybody in the locker room is a leader, and so I would like for them <laughs> to live up to that. <laughs> Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Tate's coming apart at the scene. Oh, I, I, you should have seen me watching this game. I, it was literally, my mouth was on the ground because I, <laughs> it was so predictable and also so unbelievable at the same time. Um, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's say, let's on. save yeah. you. You, you. That's yeah. enough. Give me that's out of here. ACC talk. Uh, let's talk about the big 12 a little bit. There, there were, uh, what was it? Four games tonight, I think. Um, whatever there, there, there was a lot of big 12 basketball being played tonight. Um, so much and, uh, best conference in basketball. It is the best conference in basketball. Yeah. I, I I have a take. I think I'm ready to make public though about the Big Twelve. Would you, would you like to hear it, or would yeah. you like me to save it for? A I, I would love to hear it. I'm Please worried. Get me out of the ACC. 
I'm worried the Big 12 this year is going to be like the Big 10 last year. Oh, yeah. Where it's, it's so obviously the best league. And I'm not saying it's not. No, I, I know what the you're Big saying. 12 is definitely the best conference. You're saying the PR of it, and then it goes to the tournament, and they don't have a team that there's is. No, there's no one team. No alpha team. Yeah. There's no, and, and, because yeah. you, you're like, if you're talking like national title contenders, it's Kansas and Baylor. Mm -hmm. And that, in Texas Tech is a dark horse. <sighs> Is on the fringes. They're a dark horse. They're a dark horse. They're get they're they're getting there. They just lost to Kansas State. That that to me, I I will if I'm I'm gonna be optimistic and say that was a scheduling loss. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech played their fourth game in eight days, I think, when they lost to Kansas State um, over the weekend. Kansas State beat Texas. Kansas, so I mean, you know. So okay, so we'll we'll put Texas Tech on the fringe. They're they're certainly making it. They've be, they've already beat Kansas and Baylor. So I think Texas Tech fans are like, we're we have to be. We're already in yes. the mix. Why are we not at the top of this list? Whatever. I still don't. I I don't. When I watch Texas Tech, I don't say this is a national champion yet, Tate. Mm. Yet, um, Kansas, Kansas and Baylor are interesting because I I do think they're both good enough to win a national championship. Obviously, Kansas is my pick to win the title. But neither one of these teams, like Baylor, I I, I I'm ready to definitively say Baylor is not better than last year's team. No, I I floated the idea of maybe someday potentially having a discussion. <laughs> that was our first King of the Mountain, I think. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's right. Last week I, I said think the king of the mountain has a chance to be cursed. The all time cursed. <laughs> like, no, me and you are just picking people yes. and they're just in the climb. I uh I, I said Scott Drew has, I believe what I said was college basketball by the balls. And then yes. they lost two in a row. They almost lost three in a row ish. They 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 It was they, a tough game at West tough Virginia. Tough game at West Virginia. Uh LJ Cryer, Matthew Meyer had big games. Um like which Cryer. we can talk we can talk about a little bit, but uh I I Kansas and Baylor both. Baylor is not as good, I don't think, as they were last year. I think that's pretty safe to say. And Kansas, this Kansas team to me does not jump out as like a team that I'm going to remember in 20 years when I think back on the Bill Self era at Kansas. Um, which gives me pause because only one Bill Self era Kansas team has won a national championship. So I'm like, what if, if all those other, well, 2020 is a half. We'll count yeah. that as a half. I think it um, but if all these other teams didn't win national titles, how is this one going to win? But then I have to like re- trick my mind into saying they don't have to, you know, like 2022 Kansas doesn't have to beat the 2010 Kansas team or the 2012 Kansas team. Yeah. It has to beat all the other teams or that it has to beat six teams that plays in the NCAA tournament, you know? So I guess like I technically Kansas is a national title contender, but I don't love their team per se. Like I don't want, you, you like them more than I do. I, I don't, I, I just think that they have to figure out how to start Remy Martin. I mean, it's so obvious to me that he has to start. And I think as soon as that move is made, and I don't know what Bill Self is waiting on, I, I think it's a lot of like, uh, I, I, he thinks that Remy's better with the second unit so he can just have the ball yeah. and run the second unit. But for that team He's to been go hurt the, like the last couple games, right? Yeah. Like he came but, back. Yeah. But yeah. they had Dewan, Dewan Harris is like starting over him, and it right. feels like, you know, Christian Brown can slide to the two and Remy could be the one. And then I think that, Make, I don't know. It, to me, that is the five that it will eventually be. Maybe it just happens in crunch time. Like, he doesn't actually start, but in crunch time, that's the five that's out there. Yeah. Because then I'm more prone to really believe in this team. And McCormick... It, he's it, regressed. But it, He's regressed. If he can play at a serviceable level, which is, like, to mean he can match up with Kofi or match up with Oscar or whatever, then I think then that's all they really need is him to be serviceable. He doesn't have to be a star. I like Wilson. I like Brown. I mean, Agbaji was my pick to a national player of the year. I think he still has like another step that he can take. But I see what you're saying. I mean, but that that, that, that 
They're, and how many times have we believed in Kansas and they faltered in right. the tournament too? And so that's the Bill Self move, the Bill Self uh, uh, style of play is to dump it down low to the big men, to run off into their big men. Yeah. Like the, you think of any great Kansas team you can think of that's that's existed under Bill Self. They've had a pretty good big man. Yeah. As a bookie comes to mind. McCormick is not that guy. No. Well, like, I mean, he, he's just he, not. He, we want him to be. He's not. He's that not that guy. guy. He's not Darrell Arthur. You know, no. he's not Cole Audrey. I mean, no. no, he's not that guy. Thomas Robinson. No, he's not that guy. Morris Twins. No, no. But but he's not. David David's from Raleigh, North Carolina, and he was a three star kid. You know, I think he bumped. No, him four I star. listen. So like, I don't even think he was supposed to be that. guy. I you know, I don't want to pile on the kid and yeah. say like, yeah, that 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 he's the reason. But like that that is the missing ingredient when you're looking at a Kansas team and like when you the, the Kansas teams you talk yourself into is uh, David McCormick is actually Doka Azabuke, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, now I see it. Now, now I, I see. It. Now I get how this is going to work for Kansas moving forward. Uh, Jalen Wilson's another guy that, like, I, I you know, like, part of his, like, his, his numbers are down, his production's down. Part of that is, like, bringing in a guy like Remy Martin who's taking more shots away, all that kind of thing. And Christian Brown, for what it's worth, has, has if, taken the step. Taken a huge step. So, like, they're kind of reshifting the roles and everything. But uh, I still, Jalen Wilson does it. He had a great game tonight. I'll give him credit to that. Jalen Wilson played well at Oklahoma, but uh, sixteen and eight. He doesn't like. He hasn't been popping all year to me either. And I like that. I when I watch Kansas, yeah. I see, I see mm -hmm. Baji, I see Christian Brown who had a huge shot, kind of basically won the game for Kansas today. I see Christian Brown like offering uh, hustle plays and and which isn't to diminish his role. He's awesome. He scores a ton of points, but like that, like his his impact is definitely like. And transition dunking on people, blocking shots, and hitting big threes, you know? That's basically all I get excited about. Remy Martin's not doing yeah. it for me. I was going to say, not, I, I, mean, I, I don't think, know. I think that I get tripped up with this Kansas team because I did love that 2020 team so much. So, like, I see, the, like, McCormick was on that team. Akbaji yeah. was on that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I see the recipe, and then I see the Jalen Wilsons and the other pieces. So, when I see it, I'm like that team could be, checks yeah. all the boxes of what you're looking for. To that point, like I do think that the fact that there aren't any just amazingly great teams in college basketball this year, like Helps if Kansas. we look up in, in April and Kansas is in the Final Four, I'm not yeah. going to be shocked. But um, that that's the that's the games my my I'm playing in my head right Mental now. It's like trying to figure out like how good is Kansas? Yeah, because they're definitely not good historically for Kansas, but they don't have to be. They have to no. be good compared to the teams that exist right now. I agree. And I think they are one of the best teams in the country, but like I, I don't get excited about it. Meanwhile, Baylor, um, I, I think they're just like, they, they, they have a very obvious offensive limitation ceiling, ceiling just, with how, with, just with the raw talent of the roster they have, which, you know, again, like Baylor's definitely good enough to win the national championship, no question about it. They were deserving of their number one ranking. Uh, I, I think they should be the favorite to win the Big 12, despite dropping two in a row. Um, I, I still believe in them. Maybe a little more than Kansas to win the Big Twelve. Maybe not. I don't know. I guess fans being back in, in Allen Fieldhouse changes the calculus. No, but you're right. Baylor's like, still the favorite on. Baylor. Um, but yeah, they're like they they're the 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 emotions you you felt certainly watching Baylor last year. It's sort of it's it's the same thing. You're like you're talking yourself into it, which is hilarious because just last week when I was talking about Scott Drew, I was like, I have to talk myself out of Baylor now. But like. Yeah, I, I think uh, they, they don't have Sohan's been out for the for the last few games, which like isn't really that big of a deal. The the, the freshman dude that's longer, but that that to me like having having I, I made this point before, like having those 
uh, those those the the wingspan and the length that they didn't have last year that they now have defensively. I think kind of their defense, your, it, yeah, they don't have the guard play that they had last better, year. Better, but, but yeah, they have the length this year. They don't have the guard play. They don't have the and I think like ultimately that worries me. Um, I don't know. I don't like like Baylor is is I'm getting like ninety percent as excited as I got last year and and again it's just the mental gymnastics. So my fear is fast forward to the NCAA tournament. I'm I'm not worried about Baylor and Kansas like losing in the first or second round. I don't think it's going to be a complete disaster like it was for the Big Ten last year. You know, I don't think we're going to get a Cameron Crutwig situation where he's just like <laughs> on on McCormick and like you know lighten up. What, what uh, even was that? I still can't believe that. You know, like I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think a 15 seed is going to beat. Baylor yeah. in the first round, like happened to the, the Big Ten apparently, um, I, or so I've heard. Um, I don't think I don't think it's going to be like that, but I I'm worried about the idea of like the Big Twelve is so much better than everybody else because night after night any team can beat any team. We see Kansas State is not a very good basketball team. They they just beat Texas Tech. They just beat Texas. Like it's a very competitive league, top to bottom, best league in the country. Uh, but it would not surprise me at all if if they get like one team in the Elite Eight and none in the Final Four. Yeah. I guess that's where I'm at, and that's like that's 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 my take on the Big Twelve. So there you go. That's yeah. what I that's what I realized tonight watching these games. No, I see that. I feel that. I mean, I think Baylor is. We had to give them their due respect, but they obviously have limitations to who they are and the new world of college basketball. And I think why it kind of shades both those teams is that at the end of the day, you and I both know who Remy Martin is. Yes. You and I both know who James Akinjo is. Yes, and. They might be in new settings, but right. they are still going to be the ones that have to lead the, these teams, yes. these programs at the end of the day. And and, and well, I'm still interested to see what that looks like. And James Akinjo on the final possession against Texas Tech, I was like, ah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it does hit you a little you bit. Are, that, that's the new world. That you we're are not in. Davion Mitchell. You are not Jared Butler. And, right. and we've, uh, we've seen, we know you. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, and, and it's one of those things where people always talk about that with prospects. You know, it's like the longer you stay in college, the more we know all your weaknesses, you know, and that, yeah. that, is the, unfortunately what has happened with Remy and Akinjo. So when you talk about those teams and you talk about guard play, kind of blinds you a little bit. Uh, shout out Texas Tech, though. I feel like we're we're undervaluing Texas Tech. Darren Shannon was back tonight, by the way. They destroyed Iowa State at home. So um, Iowa State, I guess we haven't talked about Iowa State. Iowa State uh, ranked 15th in the country. They were they they had a great start to the season. Yeah, Otzelberger. I think... I think Iowa State is. I think the. I just the don't Iowa, think they were as ranked. I don't think they were as highly ranked as they should. I mean, they they, they were o- themselves in the movie. very much overrated. But that doesn't. Nec- but overrated doesn't mean undeserving. Take. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Exactly. They were deserving of all the praise they got. The turnaround has been exciting. It's a fun story. Iowa State basketball relevant again. Um, all of that is true. If you have Iowa State going to the Final Four in your bracket, good luck to you. Good luck. That's all I'll say. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. I. You know something I don't. I'll put it that way. I think in the Big 12, there's really the three teams that we're talking about as far as Final Four yeah. potential national title aspirations. Yeah. But they are, it is a really deep league all around. Like, there's no easy bucket. There's no easy games in the Of Big course, 12, yeah. As we've it's seen. It's great. Yeah, it's State, deserving so. of the reputation. Uh, Again, just like the Big 10 was last year going to the NCAA tournament, like where you're talking yourself into to three or four in the Elite Eight and like two or three in the Final Four, maybe. Is there a chance? Mm. Could it be all four, Tate? In Indianapolis, four Big Ten teams in the Final Four? Um, I bought in. I, I you know, I I, I could, I, I I guess you're right. Like the, the, any of those three could could make a Final Four, but I, I, I will not be surprised if, uh, if the Big 12 does not win the national title yeah. this year. Yeah, 
And it's it's okay. It's okay. It is never one to one. It's never like the best conference leads As to the, the national yeah, title. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tate. So everyone that's like, why is the Big Ten not won since? Because because it's not about national championships. You know what it's about? Yeah. The Big Ten is the only propaganda win, <laughs> media media manipulation <laughs> to win six bowl games, four four women's golf teams. Ooh. Be in the top nineteen. Nice. And to have Neil Armstrong go to school there. I it's a one of the schools in the find country. me another school that has that stat. Quick break to get aware from our sponsors. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work too. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. I want to talk about Edmonds uh, when I think about things, Tate, in 2022 that are just impossible. Shopping for a car, certainly one of them. Supply chain, the uh, the chips. The chips are, the chips are uh, who knows what the hell is going on with these chips? What the hell is going on with this car market? It is an absolute mess. Car shopping can already be confusing and stressful process. In 2022, finding the right car will be even trickier due to inventory shortages. Edmunds goes the extra mile to make car buying easier by providing shoppers with honest car reviews, video test drives, online shopping tools, and the latest consumer advice. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. Things such as like expanding your horizons, like trying to help you be more flexible. You might not even know certain makes, certain models of cars that are out there. Edmunds knows everything. They know it all. You got any question about cars? They have the answers. Uh, they they you you might have your sights locked in on one car, but it might not make sense for you. Maybe you should go look at another car. That's what Edmonds is for. Over 50 years of trusted car shopping advice and price guidance all in one place. Edmonds unbiased research, reviews, and industry expertise help empower car shoppers to make the best decisions. Edmonds has free online tools to help you compare vehicles and dealer quotes, figure out your budget and financing, and get an appraisal for your trade-in. Car shopping can be overwhelming. Edmonds is here to help. Visit Edmonds.com and click on Edmonds Best Car Rankings to research and compare vehicles. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S dot com. Edmonds, we drive it like it is. Oh, I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, especially with Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale. They reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps. That includes Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Titus, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Again, go to shopify.com slash Titus right now. Shopify.com slash Titus. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. 
Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Back to Titus and Tate. Speaking of, you're, you're touching on King of the Mountain that we did last week. It's a new segment that we introduced uh, last week. Are we we're, doing it? We're doing it again this week. Yes. Uh, King of the Mountain presented by Coors Light. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. It says it here on my uh, on my screen. It's also true. I do drink Coors Light religiously. It is the only beer I, I really drink. Come over to my house. Yeah. I got the uh, I got the Blue Mountains for you. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Drizzly. That's an ampersand. T. Ampersand, and, ampersand Tate. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, King of the Mountain. Coors like King of the Mountain, Tate. Um, who would you say is the King of the Mountain in college basketball right now? What did you say last week, by the way? Who did I say last week? You said Baycott, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, dude, that's a worse curse than I, Scott Drew. Yeah, I, I think the King of the Mountain could be cursed. So we're gonna see what happens, and I'm just gonna throw it out there because the King of the Mountain to me in college basketball is your head coach for your Gonzaga Bulldogs, Mark Few. Mm. And we saw it this summer because, you know, when the NIL legislation was passed, they had to bring in a coach to be the figurehead. They brought in Mark Few. And then this week, the AP poll, despite all signs pointing to Auburn has to be number one, there's no doubt about it. Auburn's the number one team in the country. Somehow, a two-loss Gonzaga team goes back to number one. Mm -hmm. Very Duke, 1990s, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or early 2000s, true. I should say. You, you, and, and I have said to you that the Zags are the new Duke. Yep. Here we are. You've been on this. You've I been mean, on this. The Zags are the new Duke. This is, uh, And it comes down to who is the king of the mountain. It's Mark Few. And guess what? We always talked about why did Coach K become this, you know, this past decade, this, this dominator in the recruiting, this guy who is, you know, the, the one who leads all things college basketball. It was because of USA Basketball. And guess who just got hired to be an assistant coach for Steve Kerr as they plan for 2024? Team USA, Mark Few. <laughs> Mark Few's the king of the mountain. Mark Few runs college basketball. And that's all I have to say. Number one team in the country. That's a great call. There you go. Mark Few is... Uh, king of the mountain. That is... You are right. That that is a Duke move for Gonzaga to get eleven fewer first place votes, but still, still end number up one. number one. Yeah, the math checks out somehow. Because if it was Duke, if you were, if you were, uh, yeah, like in, in like you said, what what era did you say? I'd late nineties, early two thousands. Early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, and this happened with Duke. No one would bat an eye. Of course. Like, of course. Yeah. Of course. That yeah. makes sense. It makes sense that they got like, 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 like say the O two season, Maryland is oh, yeah. is you know knocking at the door number one. Then you look up and Duke's number one, even though Maryland had eleven more first place votes. And beat Duke head to head. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no one, no one would question uh, <laughs> whatsoever what how that happened. You yeah, know, they have the national player of the year. Yeah, great call on that one. Uh, my pick, funny enough, so you went Mark Few. Mm. I went with the guy that got the most first place votes in the AP poll, Bruce Pearl. Oh my god, for that for the exact same reason, which is that. Uh, Bruce Pearl got the most AP, got the most number one votes, which means he's actually the number one. Um, but I think Bruce Pearl has, has I, I said last week that Scott Drew has grabbed college basketball by the balls, which is more of like a broad, like overarching, he's the defending national champion, he's still number one. Scott Drew has like completely flipped narratives about him on his head. Um, I think Bruce Pearl gra has 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 this this season by the balls. We'll put it that way. Mm. Like th this season, this moment in time of college basketball, it's Auburn's time. Is Auburn the best team? I don't know. Maybe you want maybe we could flesh this out. We could talk a little bit more about it. I don't know. Auburn is very very good. Auburn if Auburn was in fact the number 1 team in the country, I I you would not find me arguing that that the wrong team is at the top. It makes the most sense. And what I want to talk about is flipping the narrative with with Scott Drew like I said. Yeah, Scott yeah. Drew went from like this like, frankly, when I would watch him coach some games, I'm like, is this guy a buffoon? Does he know what he's doing? Like, what yeah. is going on out there? Yeah. 
I don't like if, if Baylor's up four with five minutes well, I left. Mean, people joke that Scott Drew used to just roll the balls out. Yes. I mean, that that was the. If Baylor was up four with five minutes left, I would be laughing to myself. I wonder how they're going to blow this. <laughs> yeah. Now, like it, like we were, you, you, yeah. you threw out the idea that maybe Baylor's getting boring because like it's just inevitable and they just like grind people down and pull out one. Okay. So as it pertains to Bruce Pearl, the, the way that Bruce Pearl has just like, now, he hasn't tweeted through it. Rick Pitino is the one coach that 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 is that has ever tweeted through controversy and and come out the <laughs> other side looking good. Bruce Pearl is like just taking his shirt off at football games, yeah. painted his chest, and gone on ESPN during draft night. He's done all of that through it. You know what I mean? Like, and what is it? It is controversy. Controversy has followed this man every every step of uh, every place he's ever been. Uh, this is why I I am very open and honest and upfront about how I do not like Bruce Pearl. I, I do not cheer for Bruce Pearl to have success. I think Bruce Pearl's a hypocrite. I think Bruce Pearl, on down the line, Deion Thomas, UW-Milwaukee, Tennessee, all, like everywhere he goes, there's there's problems. What I will not deny, Tate, is that Bruce Pearl is an awesome basketball coach, and Bruce Pearl is undeniably charismatic. And I think we have now reached a point in 2022 where Bruce Pearl has has won. He's won. He's yeah. powered through it all. He's he's there, the FBI gets involved in Auburn, and at the time, if you remember, it feels like forever ago. But in 2017, when all that went down, everyone was like, "Bruce Pearl is going to lose it. Like he's absolutely gotta get fired. yeah, he's gotta get fired. how is he still the coach? Yeah, you don't understand. No, there were people that were like, "How did this guy get hired at Auburn? Yeah, how did he get hired in the first place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he's definitely gone. Now, like you know, what ended up happening, Chuck Person, like you know, Auburn fans will tell you Bruce Pearl didn't have anything to do with that. Whatever, I'm, that's not the point. The point is that was the moment we were living in. Bruce Pearl put his head down. Said character counts, painted yeah. his chest, went to football games. He's come out the other side now, and now we're at a point where, like, you're almost like at a. You look back on all the the stuff he did. You're like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. And now, like, as more time progresses, no, you're right. It's like he 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 endured. He like, endured. Yeah, yeah. Like he wins during during <laughs> the last like not the not the last decade, but the decade prior, the the two thousands, the aughts. He was a pariah. He was everything that was wrong with college basketball. Yes. And yes. now he is the progressive cool coach that is everything that is right yes. with college basketball. Right. Which is insane. And he hasn't changed. And he, hasn't he, hasn't changed. Ch- he hasn't changed at all. It's the same guy. It's been the same guy the whole time. It's been the same guy. And uh, it is funny how that works. And it's like, we, we can't forget that Auburn last year voluntarily Missed the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they took a punishment. Yeah, they imposed a ban on themselves, and not one sure person. Cooper, but they, exactly, they, yeah. had a, they had a, they had an exciting team well, who came like, later, yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that they did that, like they self-imposed the ban, and then it's like it's all done. You know what I mean? Like he everything that would be a problem or be problematic for Bruce Pearl is water under the bridge now. As is what we're saying, which is wild because there were so many times where you're like. This guy should be done. Yes. Like, like he, there's no way he comes back from. Yes, that. starting in 1989 yeah. with the Deion Thomas situation. No, exactly. That's what I mean. That, that should have been done. We're four. Like, we're 40 years yeah. into. There's no way this guy gets another opportunity. And he, he keeps, and he keeps like I don't know. It's like a cockroach. Yes, you know what I mean. And he now, never goes away. We look up in mid January. Bruce Pearl's team has the best resume in college basketball. Yeah, they are the number two team. But as I said, 11 more first place votes in Gonzaga. Um, they Auburn's never been number one, Tate. Never, never. In the history of the program. So I understand why, like, Auburn. They've been number two. This never matters. Two. This matters greatly to Auburn fans. Uh, for the same reason it mattered Purdue fans when Purdue got to be number one for the first time this year and then yeah. promptly lost it on a Euro step from half court. Um, so I like, I, I understand why Auburn fans want it so badly, but 
Does it matter that much? I don't know. I guess. I guess. And in that regard, it does. Because I think that that marks the, the moment that Bruce Pearl definitively wins. When, he, when we look up next week, uh, Auburn is is at home, I think, against Kentucky. They got Kentucky this yeah. week. I think it's, I think I it's think at it Auburn. At yeah. They beat Kentucky. They're number one. Yeah, and yeah. I think when that happens, that is, I think you hang the banner. I, I, I think Bruce Pearl should hang a banner in Auburn's arena that says, I won. Just says Bruce Pearl colon, I won. In the in the way that I I saw Bruce Pearl's quotes, I looked him up to see what he was saying about this, and he already won this whole situation because he said, "This is how he phrased it." He said, "By the resume, we are the number one team in the country." Now, do I think we're the best team in the country? No, no, yeah, yeah. Which is like this is the this man. He is. It, it's honestly like they should do a masterclass how to be a college basketball coach. Like, how to, like, play the game. And yeah. it's like Bruce Pearl telling you how to play the game because he's done it perfectly. And they have two lottery bigs. I know. I know. That's the other thing. He's about to have the number one pick in yeah. the draft. As they're raising the I-1, he's raising the banner. I'm I'm at the game, and I'm the 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 woman at the at Trump's inauguration. No! <laughs> oh, that's me. That's Jim's favorite video. <laughs> No. Uh, so, what, what, what do you what do you make quickly of the AP poll? What do you like? What 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 are your thoughts on this? Um, is it is it a big deal? Does it not matter? It it, it in I, some ways it doesn't matter, but it does matter. But it, also it's like like the old guard, you know what I mean? Like the AP is. Uh, but the AP voted like that's what we don't understand is the AP voters voted for Auburn to be number one. But it's what a rigged, gets, it's a rig game, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the algorithm. No, the the media the media always is going to like. Especially with like polls and things, you know, like Gonzaga is supposed to be number one. Yeah. Auburn's not supposed to be number one. That's true. You know? So That's it true. takes when you're not supposed like Baylor was not supposed to Purdue's not supposed to be like when you're that kind of team, you have to almost kick in the door a little bit, you know, That's like true. Auburn's not going to just get the number one spot. You, you know? don't you don't like back your way into it, which no. like Auburn has won a ton of games in a row and all that. But you haven't had. I know Alabama was a fun experience that you yeah. won at Alabama. No, They'll you're right. LSU you at home. Kentucky, but you kicked in the door. Auburn had, hasn't had the moment where they kicked in the door. Yeah. It's, it's it's more of a cumulative thing, which is like when you're making the case for Auburn, you're saying their resume yeah. and the, their quad one wins versus yeah. their strength, of, and you're you're doing all that. Whereas you beat Kentucky, it's like, here's our resume. Watch this. Graham Couch and the AP voters are Hodor, and they're just <laughs> trying to hold, they're trying to hold back. I think it was Jesse Newell's the guy this time. Yeah. That's the guy that's yeah. like, I, I think that's the guy's name. Not to, you know, not to you, people out by name, but I think, <laughs> no, I just see like, I see all the Auburn fans are going after Jesse Newell's like the guy that I think he ranked Auburn ninth or something. I don't know. That's, um, I will say like, that is the funniest, like fans are always funny. You know, they always do funny stuff, but the funniest thing is like when they find the name of the AP voter yes. or they find the name of the official, like as long as you don't do it, as long as no you're harm, not, no, no harm, harm. Yeah, no yeah, harm. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. Just like trying to, <laughs> as long as we're having fun, we're all having fun, right? Like this don't go fun. Harvey Updike. Like yeah. that's too far. But no. like, or know. who is the dude that, uh, Kentucky fan that had the roofing business that, oh, Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but was, was it Higgins? Maybe. I don't remember. Who cares? Um, my my my. I had a couple thoughts on the AP poll situation. Number one, uh, why is Arizona not being mentioned as as a That's candidate? That's a good question. How do they get that, no votes? That baffles me. Uh, I I'm not making the case that Arizona is better than Auburn or deserves it more than Auburn, Oregon, Zagger, whatever. But like. Arizona, when when I look at Arizona and Auburn, and you're making the case for Auburn's resume, Arizona's best win, um, which was at Illinois, a true road game at Illinois, is better than Auburn's best win, which is LSU at home. Uh, and then their worst loss was their, their only loss. They both only lost one game. Uh, Arizona loses at Tennessee in a a game where the refs dicked them over. Which like whatever, we don't we can leave that part out. But um, a true road game at Tennessee. Mm. 
and and Auburn loses in double overtime at, at uh, against UConn in the in a freaking ballroom. So like, I I think Tennessee's better than UConn. Whatever they're they're very similar. I guess like ultimately I don't understand why there's that much of a gap to where like the idea of like throwing Arizona in the mix and at least why are we not discussing which of the three? Why is it only which of the two? I don't know. The smarter people are gonna have to explain that to me. The other thing I was gonna say, Tate, is a lot of this AP poll discussion is I guess Jesse Newell, the the dude that voted Auburn number nine, he said that uh. He said that uh, his rationale was like Auburn doesn't isn't good with all the metrics, like all the all the Ken Palms and and what have yous of the world don't have Auburn super high, and they do love Gonzaga, and so he's like, I I put Auburn in nine because of this or that and the other, and then other at, at the same time you have like people arguing for Auburn because their resume is awesome. I guess I'm an old school guy, and I want the AP poll to be your thoughts, you know? Yeah, and I guess like that's my PSA to all the AP voters is like. We don't. We don't want you to regurgitate the algorithms and the resumes and the quad one wins. You, you we got to vote for a reason. I want it all to be eye test. I want yeah. the entire AP poll to well, be. Well, that's what test. it's always been. All of it. That's what it's always been. Yeah. Like, don't break. It was in 1958. Yeah, yeah. These guys are didn't you, have yeah, Palm. Like me? they were just making decisions based on like, is this team? Do you so, think this team could be the best? I don't think that makes you cool or brave or anything else to look at Ken Palm and just write down the top 25 on Ken Palm and submit your ballot. And then and then if someone comes at you, you're like, well, I just followed the metrics and this and that. That like, doesn't uh, make you cool. Stand, stand That's by, not cool, man. Stand by the numbers. Yeah. If you're going to use them. No, I, I don't even use them. <laughs> don't, get the numbers out of here. Don't use them. The numbers are over here. The numbers exist yeah. in this world. The AP poll should just be a bunch of old dudes that just like have have are incredibly biased, hate certain teams. It doesn't matter, Tate. That's 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 why, like, you know how hard it was to get unanimous number one, like, in 1961, I bet? Impossible. It was probably impossible because there's yeah. so many haters out there. Mm -hmm. And no one, but now, you know what? That's, that's it. That's that's my rant. I, All you need to know is I want Auburn. the AP poll to be your thoughts. That's We're coming to yeah. you. We want your thoughts. We don't want Ken Pomeroy's thoughts. If we wanted Ken Pomeroy's thoughts, we'd go to Ken Pom. If we wanted the, the resume but thoughts... That's, but that's why we loved Graham Couch so much because if Graham Couch came on the show and we asked him why is Auburn number one, you know what he'd say? 5-0 yeah. and oh on the road against yeah. quad one and quad two teams. And we'd say, great point, Graham. That's why Auburn... That's his one. algorithm. That's, that's your that's, algorithm. He's created his own yeah, algorithm. Exactly. Create your own algorithm. <laughs> create your own algorithm. Uh, what else is there before we get shout-outs, close-outs? Oh, Purdue, Illinois. Let's talk about Purdue, Illinois quickly. Yeah. Um, MLK Day. MLK Day. Purdue wins in double overtime. Uh, it was a must win for Purdue. Does, do you, must win. Is this a game that you walk away from? Because you have to pick one or the other. No middle ground. <laughs> do you walk away thinking, wow, Purdue is back? Or are you like, oh my God, Illinois is a disaster. Illinois is broken. <laughs> I walk away. Which from one, which one is, I, which I, one? I walk away from that game thinking to myself, Illinois did not even play that well, and it's a double overtime. Oh, this is game. a win for Illinois because they they're already six and zero in conference. You know what I mean? Like they they were already in control of the Big Ten. And if Purdue doesn't win that game, like we're in panic, like we're 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 worried about this Purdue season, yeah, getting off the rails. So Purdue had to win that well, game. That was a nice pun there at the boy. The yeah, they're getting off the rails. Uh, everyone's getting off the rail. The whole the whole season is off the rails. Uh, <laughs> Purdue though, I mean, they had to win that game, so I kind of gave Illinois a bit of a break, and I think I, I didn't leave that game feeling inspired by Purdue. I didn't think that things have drastically changed for Purdue. I think yeah. it is kind of what it is. I think the one thing I, I did like out of Purdue is defensive intensity. Talking about earlier about North Carolina and you can't teach effort or you can't coach effort. <laughs> Excuse me. No uh, one can coach effort. You can't coach effort, all that stuff. Frank Vogel cannot coach effort. Everyone's like, what are the Lakers going to do? I'm like, he can't coach second <laughs> and third <laughs> efforts. He can't. No one can. You can't. Can't coach effort. Uh, <laughs> 
from my perspective, Purdue has three problems, we'll call it, or three, they've had three issues all season. Mm. They, uh, th- two of their three best players cannot play together. Zach yes. Eadie and Travion Williams. Exactly. That's an issue. Yes. That's an issue, like, that, basically no other team that's has. That's issue one, two, and three, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the other issue, they don't have a true point guard. So when they need like a point guard, they, when they need a calming influence to handle the ball, they turn to their most erratic player, who's also their best player, who's Jaden Ivey, who will like simul. He, he can, he can, he's he's basically. I'm not, I'm not saying he plays like Russell Westbrook. No, I except know for the one, the one thing that he does that feels like Westbrook is like he puts his head down, and you're like he's either dunking on everybody. Or this is like, or, they're, they're gonna or the ball four, is going to end up in the stands. Yeah. And they're going to call like four charges on him. They're going to be like, that was such a bad charge that we're calling I mean, he, four he, fouls on you. He does. Um, Being playing like Russell Westbrook is a compliment, usually. Ish. ish. Usually. But that, that's the only part of his game that is Westbrook to me. Like, yeah, so I'm yeah. not trying to compare him to Westbrook. Yeah. But that part of the... Um, it's that, and then uh, uh, the, the defensive intensity. Like, like you'll watch Purdue. We talked about it against Wisconsin. Where Too cool like, for school. How are they bit, so yeah. cool? Um, defensive intensity you can fix, and I think they kind of they 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 did better against Illinois. Uh, the point that was guard a great game. I mean, the, it really was the point guard situation you can kind of work around, and it, like you're never really going to fix it. I mean, Isaiah Thompson is technically the point guard, but he's not like the guy. Like I said, when you need to play at the end of the game and it's a close game in overtime, you're not giving the ball to Isaiah Thompson and saying like, "All right, run the <laughs> go offense. get yours, yeah. yeah, you're giving it to Jay Nivey, um, which which tells me that Jay Nivey is your real point guard. So there's that. Uh, you can you can sort of fix that. I, I hopefully there's a world where Ivy turns it down a little bit and quits trying to like make home run plays all the time. There's no fixing the uh, the the, the Ed Travion Williams situation. So I don't. That, that's where we land with Purdue. You got one problem you can fix. One you can kind of work around, and one you you're never gonna fix. And it's gonna be an issue. And I think it was cute and it was fun to discuss like who should be starting, who should be playing, all that sort of stuff. It's now a it's genuine a problem. problem. It's yeah. a legitimate problem because Travion Williams emerged. He was definitely better than Zach Eady until the Illinois game when Zach Eady ate Kofi Coburn's lunch. And rest in peace, the 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 Kofi Coburn National Player of the Year campaign campaign. But like, get that out of my face. I'm done with it. I know you're the Illinois guy. I I uh, I'm done. I love redacted, but I I do think it really hurt. And I think it was the first time. I think it may have. Uh, I think it may work. Well, I shouldn't say that because Crutwig already happened, but I think it may help Kofi in the end. Dude, Coloco happened on Arizona when they played. And and like he, I don't know if Kofi's not bad. He's just like, when he goes up against someone that's comparable size wise, he he gets smaller. Is he the national player of the year or the national, I'm bigger than everyone else of the year? And I can dominate. When he's he's bigger than everyone else, he's like, I'm going to dominate everybody. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. When you get someone who's his size or you get a Crutwig who's just like, like playing like Jackie Moon out there. We gotta get Crowick on the show. He should be our uh, correspondent for the tournament. Man. So, uh, I, I, the, the, these, they're both very similar teams. It was a fun game. It was a fun matchup. I mean, you got two giants down low, and then a bunch of literal giants around them, and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, anyway, those, those those are my thoughts. I think I, I'm I think Purdue has a path to be uh, to, to still win a national championship. I don't think we need to panic on them yet. But those are the those are the issues as I see them. And the only hope you have is to turn up the defensive intensity. I don't care how good your offense is, and they have a great offense. Maybe the best offense in college basketball, but if 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 they're not going to guard people, I Ivy and the point guard is that's the that is what's going to kill them in the tournament. And yeah. you and I both know that. And guess what? Purdue fans who are very smart basketball fans, yeah. they know it. I mean that is that is, uh, that the, is the, 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 the Ivy could Ivy could figure it out. You know where he like he 
contains himself a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He plays within the parameters of like, I know I could do this, but instead I'm going to decide to reserve and not make this play right now. The other thing I'd say about Purdue and their point guard situation that works in their favor is they don't run a lot of ball screen stuff anyway. They they don't. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, Matt Painter's running the Bob Knight motion offense. That's the yeah. the, the, the Coach K motion offense. That's that's what like I mean, <laughs> they, P- Purdue is the best team in the country at, at off ball stuff, screening away from the mm. ball, cutting off the ball, all that sort of stuff. To where you you that's why Isaiah Thompson's been like he's been adequate in the role that they've they've had him play because they don't really need him to make plays per se. They need to get everybody in the right spot, screen away for Stefanovic to curl off the screen and and catch it and hit a three. You know, like that's kind of yeah. how they play. So in that regard, you're not looking at the the Purdue point guard in the way you would look at say a North Carolina point guard or a Kansas point guard and say we need you to yeah to be that guy to be that guy yeah. So that's that's a positive. But at the end of the game. It's all gonna, ball, it's, it's gonna it's revert just, back. You just need Ivy to like take a deep breath, basically, is what they're take doing. a chill pill. Anyway. Um, all right. Is that it? Shout outs, closeouts? Yeah, I like it. I all like right. it. That was a fun this is going live for the first time. It's fun, dude. I feel like it flew by a little bit. Uh shout outs. Or uh I, what how long have we been? We're on there for two and a half hours, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Jim's like flew by. Jim's like passed out. Yeah, Jim's day. asleep. Uh, uh Shout out to Gus Johnson. I wanted to, it was just, you know, we we're talking about the MLK Day games. It sucked he couldn't call it. I know. He did call in, though. I, I mean, it was cool to have him have do the interview. Uh, last year, we had Gus Johnson on the show. One of our favorite interviews, we loved having him on, talking about his, his experience, you know, calling Howard, playing baseball at Howard, uh, mm-hmm. and then finding his calling as an announcer. So that was great. And then just uh, the fact that Notre Dame and Howard played each other and they're talking about making it a series. I mean, I think that's great. And uh, shout out to Fox. That was Company awesome. men, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I, I had a great day. Like MLK Day, as I was watching, I was thinking to myself, this might be a college basketball holiday. You That's know, a great you, call. You know what I mean? Like a great call. There's some holidays that kind of speak to the sport a little bit, like Thanksgiving, obviously football, Christmas Day basketball, MLK, college basketball. That's a great call. Yeah. So I, I love that. Um, yeah, well, it was a good game. It ended up being yeah, a good game. Yeah, both of those to, games were great. Shout out to Kenneth Blakeney, by the way. He goes by <laughs> Kenneth now, I guess. Yeah, they get that memo. He was Kenny to me yeah, forever. Well, but. it sounded like you guys are boys. You're like, what's up, Kenny? Yeah. I'm Kenny my, on the interview the whole time. My mom time, believed me, like, by yeah, the way, that I, I just skipped out on it because it was Kenneth Blakeney. Oh, right. <laughs> she believed that. She was like, good job. Uh, who do I want to shout out? Oh, Kyle Guy, friend of the program, Kyle yeah. Guy, uh, officially signed a two way with Miami. What does that mean? Explain to the to the college basketball. Every team has two two-way contracts which means they can't play uh all the games up top they have to play a certain amount of g league games so he is on one of those contracts i thought g league and nba player i thought it meant he has to play defense now that like Mm -hmm. he was with the heat and he was just playing offense and now he signed a two-way so they're like now we expect you to actually guard people no i mean (laughs) honestly i thought that's what i I think that's my favorite nba like zach Lowe, you know of those those people terms like when they talk about a player and they're like he's a two-way player like, oh, yeah, I yeah. hope to God yeah, everybody yeah, on our team everybody's is a two-way player. Yeah. Like if, if they aren't, like get off of my team. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the, but that's the NBA. That's what we live with. Uh I want to shout out Oregon Ducks, pulled off the LA sweep. Oregon is back. Uh I, I knew this would happen. I didn't want it to happen, but Oregon's gonna be on the bubble in yeah. March. Or they're maybe they'll play their way onto or onto the right side of the bubble, but Oregon. I thought they were dead. I thought after the, the way the season started, it was an absolute disaster getting smacked by yeah. by BYU. And who else did they, did they, did they play Houston? Did Houston yeah, smoke them, I think? I think it was Houston. In the Maui Invitational. 
Dude, they had some bad losses and they looked lost and ugly and terrible. And it was like, I, I know that or I know that Dane Alban won't completely go away. So please, when he comes back, let me know. Don't let him come back. <laughs> but he's back. You do want to talk about kicking down the door? Yeah. Going to UCLA and USC and winning yeah. both games. That's kicking down the door. And Oregon is back in the picture. And I think if you, you are a duck or if you are the ducks, you can't duck. You know what I mean? Like it's too oh, on the nose. Yeah. So I yeah. think they did, they knew that they couldn't duck out of the season, so they had to play, and now they're just uh, making it happen. Uh, shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats, Smack Tennessee, won by twenty eight points. Kentucky's very much back. Big O. That's gonna be a great game, Kentucky Auburn on Saturday. You you sent this to me by the way, Oscar Shubway was what yeah. he was known as when he was at West Virginia, and I've been calling him Sheboy, and a lot of people have been coming to my neck saying I pronounce his name wrong, but he has changed his pronunciation. Or, or we have face. a Paolo Bancaro yes. situation with Oscar Sheboy, where I, I found definitive proof in print Yes, when Oscar, at the time, Shubway committed to West, West Virginia. Virginia. It was put in parentheses, pronounced Shubway. Yes. And then now he's at Kentucky, and you look up the pronunciation at Kentucky on their website, it says Sheboy. So I don't know how this happens in college basketball, but it keeps happening. And it also Kenny, Kenneth Blakeney. <laughs> it brings up a good point because a lot of people have said that Coach Calipari would never tamper to get Big O to come to Lexington, Kentucky. And now it makes more sense because they were calling him the wrong name at West That's Virginia. What it was. That's and he's what it was. like, I these guys keep calling me the wrong name. I gotta go. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh what else? Shout out, shout out Ohio University, Jeff Bowles. They've won nine straight. Jeff they're, Bowles they're on fire. is going to get they're on fire. Some off. And most of the nine tape, by the way, have been not close. They 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 smacked Miami Ohio. Oh, he, he's they're, they're rank Ohio. Rank or just give them votes. Give Ohio votes. Give OU votes. What's one school that Jeff Boyles gets to call from and he's like, I can't turn like what's his Might be Mick North Carolina in? at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it might be North Carolina. I, I just uh I don't even know what to do. Uh what else? I I I I had another one. Oh, Darius McGee of Liberty had 48 points at Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, he he's now fourth in the country in scoring. He stands five foot nine Tate. So shout out to Darius McGee for continuing the five foot nine legacy of Marcus Keene and Chris Clemens and uh, Kendrick Nunn and, and yeah. Isaiah Thomas and it is the, Alvin Murphy. I think was the OG five nine guy at yeah, Niagara back guy, in the day. Yeah, every guy that's five nine though can ball out, dude. But they're all five seven, you know. They're actually yeah, like Tom, five nine's Tom what Cruise. you give them. Yeah, exactly. Five nine's like what you give them, and then they're all like you don't even know. Yeah, like Nate Robbins is like he's five nine. You're yeah. like, is he? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nate Robinson's another one. He's five nine. Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh yeah, Kyler. I saw Kyler last night. He's five foot three. No doubt. No doubt. Oh man, what else is there? Is that it? oh shout out John Rostein got hacked again. It wasn't me this time. I promise. Last time John Rostein got his Twitter hacked. It was my fault because Kyle Guy uh, DM me. I got hacked. Then my account hacked Rostin's account. This time it was not me. Rostin got... And by the way, when I got hacked, I I made sure it won't happen again. I did the two-factor. Two get two-factor together, You got to get your two-factor. John does you, not have the two-factor. John's got one factor. John is not a two-way player. Well, He's a one-way you know, player. You know what's even more upsetting to me? John Rostin this morning before he was hacked, or maybe this was when he was hacked. We don't know. He tweeted, Armando Baycott, double-double machine. You got to watch this guy play. I, I promise you this. He tweeted this this morning that you have to go watch Armando Baycott. He's playing Miami tonight. Twitter gets hacked. Guys like shilling PS5s off Rostin's account. And he gets the account back. He's like, sorry, I, you know, I got hacked. And then I go back through his timeline. Either the hacker deleted the Armando Baycott tweet or John Rostin is trying to blame the hacker for tweeting that. But John, I know you tweeted it and I know you cursed Armando Baycott and he'll never, we'll never live this down. John, John, John did this. He's trying to blame the hacker. He's like, I can't believe this hacker is tweeting about Armando Baycott. 
It was you, John. John said, I apologize about my regretful tweets, such as <laughs> the Armando Baker spray. It's a must-see TV. <laughs> Do you think his okay. password is just and here, period, we, period, go. Yeah, for sure. But it cap, but that's why it keeps getting hacked. It's capitals of all of those. We letters. should do, you know what we should do? We should go live. Uh, we should do this as a live stream sometime um, where we all just get on our computers and just take turns guessing John Rusty. Just trying to break into it. See who, who gets it right. I like that. Mr. Robot. We, we do a Mr. <laughs> Robot thing. Everybody so. take turns. <laughs> uh, is there anything else? You have any other shout outs? I have no shout outs. Shout out, Jim. I got one, one solemn one. Oh, kind of sad. We've lost a lot of people in January so I know, far so many. already. America's grandma, Betty White. America's yeah, yeah. dad, Bob Durst. And now, <laughs> uh, Marty from Marty and Elaine, local legend here in LA. Oh, and also, if you've yeah. seen Swingers. And swingers. They go there. It's the old couple that would play at the Dresden. They play Staying Alive, right? We've yeah, all been, we've yeah, all been to the Dresden together. Yeah, I've, I've seen Marty and Elaine at, at the Dresden. That was my wow. go-to yeah. spot for Tinder dates. <laughs> Man. I'm just kidding. We didn't go out, but uh, but regular dates, yes. How does does this change uh, the dynamic now? If if uh, kind of, you're not that was my go to. Yeah, so we'll see. Damn, I'm already dead. I mean, uh, so many legends. You know what I mean? It just sucks that like these are the these are the times we talk about people. You know, it just yeah. feels like there needs to be a, a slideshow that just runs. Andy Bernard, people. I wish you knew you're in the good old days. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that's what I was saying to myself as I watched the Miami game tonight. I was like, if if only I could go back to 2017. <laughs> if I could turn. Yeah. Give me 2019. Oh man. Uh, all right. Is that it? Is that the show? That's all I got. All right. Thank you to everyone who was watching along on YouTube. Uh, those of you listening again, you can go check us out. YouTube.com/slash Titus. Tate will be doing the live stream every Tuesday. See you guys.